someone put a pack of cigarettes in their kid's candy. Really? <coughs> yeah, I guess somebody got a somebody's kid or somebody's <coughs> child got um a half empty pack of cigarettes in their Halloween candy. A Swifty posted a picture and was like, guys. <laughs> 1989 Taylor's version is predicted to out-debut the original on the Billboard 200. Original 1989 debuted at 1.2 million units and 1989 Taylor's version is at 1.5 million units. That's crazy, dude. Wow. <coughs> Someone said, this Swift-tober was one for the books. There's a bunch of Taylor Swift. Yeah, she really gave us a lot of shit. Cruel Summer went number one. Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey. Heirs to her film, Heirs to her film premiere, Jack Antonoff. Taylor Swift. Oh my god. Kristen Stewart is at the Boy Genius concert tonight. Oh my god. You're lying. Wait, she looks so good. Kristen! Kristen Stewart, though. Okay, Kristen Stewart, what's she doing? She's 33. She was born April 9th, 1990. In LA. She was born in Los Angeles. Damn. Kristen Stewart had admitted that she would have married Robert Pattinson if he would have asked her to. Yep. And, yeah. And that would have been as well as what I would do as well. They probably, he probably would have if, the, if, the, if, the, if, you know what I mean? If she did not do the thing that caused the demise of their relationship. What happened? She cheated on him. She oh, really? did the most That's unthinkable. They, they were together for like four years, five years, something crazy. Like they had been together for a long time, and she cheated on him. She was filming Snow White and the Huntsman, yeah. and the director of that movie. There was photos taken by paparazzi of them on like a balcony or something, making out, yeah. and they broke up. And he wouldn't get back together with her. And she was really like really wanted to get back together. She did not want to break up. That's how you know he's a good guy too. Mm -hmm. Here together for a long time. And I've never heard her say anything bad about him. Ever. Yeah, I stan, actually. Robert Pattinson? I stan him hard as well. Yeah. He's one of the men's. <laughs> He's very quirky and weird. Yeah, and I, that's what I love about him so much. There was one... Uh, I heard a story about one time um, a fan was, like, super obsessed and wouldn't leave him alone. Jesus. So he, like, invited her out to dinner and just t talked about all of his problems oh, <laughs> for, yeah. for so long that she left. <laughs> like he did it on purpose? <laughs> to get her to leave him alone. She's like, oh my god, he's such a red flag. <laughs> god damn it. Fucking Robert. Funny, dude. He's so funny. <laughs> Robert. Or there was that time that he was, I think he was like at a Twilight event, like at a premiere or something. 
when <coughs> there was all these fans around, <coughs> they're all screaming, Edward, 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 Edward. And he will not acknowledge yeah. anybody. Yeah. One person goes, Cedric! And he fucking stops, turns, signs something for just that person, yeah. and continues on. Fucking legend. Cedric Diggory, legendary character. Yeah. Um, gone too soon, never forgotten. Thank you for your work, Robert. Also, he is an amazing, amazing, amazing actor. Yeah. Robert Pattinson? He is. He's oh, stunning. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude, if you see him in more serious roles... Oh my god, he really puts it down. Dude, he really... Yeah, there was something I saw recently where... I think he had, like, a like a special needs younger brother or something. Younger sister. No. Maybe not. And... Do you remember what it was about at all? I feel like it was, like, he was <coughs> money by unsavory means, mm. and he was using his little brother to help him mm. because he couldn't, he didn't, like, understand what was happening. Mm. <coughs> like, fully, fully <coughs> the situation. And the brother gets in trouble or something for, for his shit or something yeah, uh, yeah that sounds like let me look. let me find out let me find out finding out robert one finger that is capable of jeez he's just so handsome yeah. he's just very handsome may 13th 1986 he's 37 May 13th he's a taurus yeah he's a taurus and he's okay wait let me look at his movies the batman remember me yes that is a really good one. That's one of the first more serious roles I saw him in. And my fucking god, he absolutely destroyed that one. Just killed it. Oh, it got terrible on Rotten Tomatoes, but it got really good audience. Like, IMDb. Dude, his his performance was amazing <coughs> in that movie. Like, it was enough that it's worth it to watch it just to see how good he was. Oh, that's right. He was in the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Tyler has had a strained relationship with his father, Pierce Brosnan. Since a family tragedy. Rebellious and troubled, he thinks no one can understand his pain. Then he meets Allie. Emile de Raven. Her warmth and spirit soon begin to heal him and they fall in love. But just when Tyler begins to rediscover happiness and meaning in his life, emerging secrets threaten their romance. Yes. Emerging secrets, eh? Yes. I hate when emerging secrets threaten yeah, my romance. Yeah, I found the one I was talking about. Oh, what is it's it called? called? Good Time. Came out in 2017. Oh, nice. A bank robber stops at nothing to free his brother from prison and launches himself into a whirlwind, night-long odyssey through New York's dark and dangerous criminal underworld. Dang. It was really good. That sounds good. It has a 91% on yeah, Rotten Tomatoes. it was tomatoes. really good from, from what I remember. I did not see this. This came out in 2017. This looks good. Wow, look at him in the movie. Look at his hair. Is he wearing a wig? He's got, a, like, a goatee in this movie. Yeah. And blonde hair in yeah. part of it. Why, as a man, are you blonde? <laughs> Why, as Robert Pattinson, are you blonde in this movie? This looks good! I want to put well, this on my list. character, I think, is kind of a shithead. Oh, well. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> he has to be fucking blonde. <laughs> She's on to the fucking science behind it. 
I'm so glad that we watched Beetlejuice and that we got to that you got to watch it and, and make your blanket also for for her. Yeah. That wasn't your first time watching it, was it? That was my. It first was her first time watching wow. it. I've never seen it until today. And I was like, I have not done my well, duty. That, that's fair. I hadn't seen it until I watched it. This area. You're welcome, guys. You're welcome, guys. What? That is an amazing movie. It's so fucking weird and just crazy and just entertaining all around. Family fun. I think Winona Ryder is one of the best ever. I do love Winona. I think she's incredible. I'm so fucking glad I watched it with you. Thank you for showing you're welcome. It's so niche, I feel like, and I feel like not enough people love it anymore like they used to. I love it because it's all of those niches combined. It's like a Tim Burton, but it's also like an 80s, it's very much like an 80s like time piece or in a way. The storytelling is just good. I just like it. I think it's very clever. I think it's clever. I think it's well done and well written and funny. And Michael Keaton does a great job of just being just the most fucking irritating fucker that I've ever seen. Like, and that's exactly what Beetlejuice is supposed to be. And that's how they wrote him. Oh, are you looking at the actress who played Barbara? Yeah. In Beetlejuice. Catherine O'Hara's in that movie. She's amazing. She's hilarious all the time. Okay, let me look at her movies. Gina Davis. Stuart, Stuart Little 2, Angie, 1994, Pussy Island, excuse me? I saw that, I was like, alright. It's an upcoming American thriller film, directed by Zoe Kravitz, in her directional debut from screenplay she co-wrote with E.T. Feinbaum and starring Naomi Aki and Channing Tatum. Pussy Island by Zoe Kravitz? When is that coming out? She started writing it in 2017. In June 2021, Kravitz revealed her plans to make her directional debut with the film, the script of which she co-wrote with E.T. Feinbaum. Channing Tatum will star in the movie. And at the Kane's Market, MGM won the distribution rights as Naomi Aki was cast as Frida, the film's lead role. In May 2022, Simon Rex joined the cast. Uh, in July, Christian Slater, Alia Shawkat, Gina Davis, Adria Arjona, Haley Joel Osment, <coughs> and Kyle McLaughlin were amongst new casting added to the film. In June 2023, it was widely rumored that the, that the title would be changed to just P Island, like the letter capital mm-hmm. P Island. Filming began June 23rd, 2022, with production occurring in Mexico. So that's coming out. Oh my gosh. I knew that this is, and this kid is Emily Osmond's little brother. Yeah, I think it's, is it her little brother? I thought it was her older brother. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Oh wait, I don't know why I just assumed. He was in The Sixth Sense. As a little kid. Yeah, let me see. Oh, yeah, he's the... I see dead people. I see dead people, kid. Yeah. 
beginning as a child, comedy drama film Forrest Gump, and then he was in The Sixth Sense in 1999, which won him a Saturn Award, earned him nominations for an Academy Award, a Golden Globe Award, and a Screen Actors Guild Award. Wow. He achieved further success with the drama film Pay It Forward. That's a good movie. I saw that one in theaters in that game. No, I didn't. I wasn't even born. (laughs) No, I was. I was born one year. (laughs) I wasn't even born. No, I was born. Four years older than no nice okay i don't know why immediately it was like little little brother he's 35 he's born april 10th 1988 and at los angeles california what's her birthday let's check march 10th 1992 she's a biscuit emily osmond pisces osmond had a long time role in the kingdom hearts video game franchise He's the voice of Sora from Kingdom Hearts from 2002 to present day? That sounds about right. And one of its villains, 2010 to 2020, in the English versions of the games. He has sporadically appeared on screen since his secondhand lion's role, recognizably appearing in Sex Ed 2014 and The Spoils of Babylon. He made his Broadway debut in 2008 in a short lived revival of david mam's play american buffalo starring some people osmond's parents have described his childhood as a good old-fashioned southern upbringing his father said that when osmond was learning to speak he deliberately avoided using baby talk when communicating with his son wow he said he looked down at his infant son and he said son I know that you can't understand me, but I'm going to upraise you in a good old-fashioned southern manner. And you will understand the English language, but I will not. I will not be using baby talk. No son of mine will be baby talked to. He looked up at his father. (laughs) And he was but a child. But a wee infant. And he said, Father, for I cannot speak, I must telepathically send you this message. I'm gonna be the sixth sense kid. I see dead people. Worry not. (laughs) Worry not, Father, I will provide for you. (laughs) I will be nominated for Golden Globes and be Emily Osmond's brother. And and I will also tell you the future. You will have a daughter, and her name will be Emily. And she, and she will, will be on, be on Hannah Montana. And she will be Lily Trescott. She will be Lily Trescott. <laughs> That's what he'll say to his father. <laughs> the day he comes home from the hospital, he Yeah, and the reason is because his father did, did not, not baby, baby talk, talk him. him. He didn't. He said it. He, he was straight up. He was he straight up to the baby to him. In, the ba- yeah. in, the, in the womb. Yeah. He was only yelling. He was only just, just using a... <laughs> yeah. He was all... He was just using military baby. drills he, on the It was the like fetus. military womb. Like Infantry. In military <laughs> Shout out, Jim. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out, Jim, for that one. I miss Mackenzie so much. Anyway, Pussy Island. Interesting stuff. Anyways, he's gonna be in that. Haley? Yes. It's about a Los Angeles cocktail waitress who's Naomi, 
who accepts an invitation to be whisked away to a tech mogul's who's chanting. This is private island. It could be anything. It could be, like, the menu. It could be, like, what's that other movie where they go and isolate them? And they hunt them down because they're rich. Ready or not? Ready or not? That is totally sure. what they're doing for games. Yeah, well, kind of, yeah, yes. To they want to, like, play games like, and kill them. Yeah, they, like, kill each other for, for sport, for yeah. fun. Well, not for the fun for each other, for fun for the for them to watch them. Yeah. For, like, a, for, like, a entertainment. And they're, like, Hunger Games. Yeah. And dystopia shit. Fucking Yellow Jackets. Also, where's Yellow Jackets? I want it. Give it to me. Yellow Jackets. Give me the rest. Three days ago, there was an article posted. Let's see what it says. Yellow Jackets season comes to an end at the hands of Morris area. This is a different Yellow Jackets. It was yellowjackets.com is actually like for like a jazz group. Like, call me Yellow Jackets. Yellow Jackets. TV show news, please. Entertainment Weekly. Let's just see what they have to say. Twenty-five years after a plane crash left high school. Okay, there you go. <laughs> it's just gonna describe the plot to yellow of Yellow Jackets. Oh my gosh! But like, where's the season three? Because we have season one and we have season two, right? Yellow Jackets director teases new storyline for season three. Karen with a Y is the director. Oh my God, Yellow Jackets director Karen Kusama. With a y. Yes, Karen with a Y is excited to introduce a new storyline in the next season. Yellow Jackets is coming back for a third season on Showtime, and the show will finally be addressing one of the most anticipated storylines by the fans and apparently by the team behind the acclaimed series, too. The show premiered in 2022 and became one of the biggest surprises of the year, mostly for the cast, introducing some major stars such as Melanie Linsky, Christina Ricci, or Juliette Lewis, and young stars with enormous potential like Ella Purnell, Jasmine Save Savoy Brown, and or Liv Hewson. The story follows the soccer team of high school girls travels in an important match but never makes it to their destiny since the plane crashes and they get stuck in the middle of the woods this is just literally what it says i'm literally reading exactly what it says actually i i wouldn't i i'm not because if i did it, i would have said the story follows a soccer team of high school girls that travels for an important match but never make it to their destiny since the plane crushes and they got get stuck in the middle of the woods the series comes back and forth in time, showing the girls while trying to survive in the wilderness and their adult version, still dealing with the aftermaths of the trauma caused by the time they spent in the woods and everything that happened there. At the end of season two, which dive deeper into the whole cannibalism thing <laughs> and the collective dementia the girls go through while in the woods, one of the main characters died anticipating a few moments of peace, P-I-E-C-E, for the protagonists in the present as nature feels satisfied by the sacrifice that has been made however there's still a lot to explore from the past and not only from the time they were in the woods until now the series has only shown the group while being in the woods in their adult versions many years after that but 
what happens when they finally return home after being found <laughs> is something that still remains a mystery. It's probably a very important period of time that has major True. consequences in how the girls grow into the women the fans already know. In a recent episode of Variety's Awards Circuit podcast, director Karen Kusama anticipated the upcoming season will be covering part of that period, something she's really excited about. I've been so excited by this, the concept of that immediate aftermath of re-entry into the world. To me, there's a whole season worth of material there. Fuck yes, yes, I love hearing that. Um, and the fact that this is such a long game that each of these characters is facing in terms of reorienting themselves to whatever normalcy is supposed to be. I'm sure we're going to learn that their normal is a lot different than our normal. There's been a lot that needs to be figured out between seasons two and season three. Fans will have to wait a long time to see all of that since the third season of Yellow Jackets is currently in pause because of the writer's strike, so it may take a while for the new episodes to even start shooting, especially since the actors' union has joined the strike, too. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I need to see that shit ASAP as possible. Have we got any treats? No. Not for the dogs, but for us. Yeah, we've got, uh, we've got candies, we've got pretzels, we've got goldfishes, we've got um we've got um apples we've got that caramel sauce and all the toppings that we got the other day oh we've got pizza and we've got wings pizza and i've got my white hoodie on so i cannot have it have it right now <laughs> i've got to make sure how was this oh delicious amazing as always oh yeah kapoka gold yeah yeah, super tasty. It tastes like it tastes like tropical starburst to yeah, me. This one's super good. I hope they they mass produce Hold it. Hold on, make sure. I don't know if Alexa wants to keep that or not. Oh, I don't know. Sometimes she likes to yeah. have them, but I don't know. But maybe that's just me. <laughs> it's November, November first, twenty twenty three. I have a lot of nines. Uh, that is also my favorite number, is number nine. Yeah? November is also the nine month in the original Roman calendar. Ah. No, no uh, means uh-huh. nine. Nice. Yeah. Wow. So. And the more you know. Yeah. Your birthday's coming. I love you. I love you, too. <laughs> <laughs> I love Mika so dearly. So dearly. So I think I kind of found like a like a like a groove a little bit, yeah. where I will record stuff, then I will either edit it that day or like use stuff from the previous day mm-hmm. to edit into the episode, and then the stuff then the rest of the stuff will edit into the next episode, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Yeah, that's just sort of how I'm going with it for now. Because I'm learning as I'm going as well. I'm just really just... I'm learning by doing. It, it, it overwhelms me to think about, like, going on YouTube and being like, how to edit podcasts on Spotify. And, like, watching videos. Because I'm like, that's not relevant to what I'm doing at this exact moment. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't know if that makes any sense. I just can't focus on that. On, on that kind of instruction. Yeah. I have to, like, just be trying to do something and endeavor it and, like... In order to learn it. That's my ADHD. Now I got a joint, an iced coffee, 
with gingerbread cookie dough flavored coffee creamer in it, by the way, which is fucking delicious. Highly recommend for a holiday flavor. Gingerbread's one of the best flavors ever, just in general, but like as a holiday flavor, it's just like the best holiday flavor, but it's like also just one of the best flavors. And Mika's bringing me out a toaster strudel right now. And it is fucking gorgeous out here. It's like 57 degrees. And the sun's sort of like coming through the trees and hitting the backyard. And the dogs are sniffing around the backyard. <coughs> playing with their toys. Hi, Bobby. I love toaster strudels. Okay, we gotta drizzle some icing on this strudel real quick. Somebody was... Cunty Jack Antonoff for Halloween. Oh, interesting. I yeah. What that like. Um, let me show you. Jack Antonoff quote tweeted it. He said, "Love it." Wow, everyone's so fucking nice about my picture with Taylor. Wow, everyone's being so sweet. Cause somebody used my picture with Taylor as a meme this morning. <laughs> Check it out. It's pretty funny. Anyway. I hate gay Halloween parties. What do you mean you're cunty Jack Antonoff? And this is somebody's outfit. <laughs> it's like where he like wearing like a jersey, like a like a oh. jersey shirt. <laughs> <laughs> like like the boots and the fishnet stockings, mm-hmm. the glasses, the hat, and like the five o'clock shadow that was edited on like or like put on. <laughs> I love it. It's very hilarious. Very well done. Um, Jack quote tweeted that and said into it. Oh yeah, I love it. Get back to work. Jack Antonoff. Travis and Jason reacting to a viral TikTok of people dressed up as him and Taylor for Halloween. Travis Kelsey, a good sport. <clears throat> and a good sportsman. No, but like Taylor has dated, dated people in the past who are just like, it's embarrassing for them. Like shit like that would have like embarrassed them like like fans poking fun and making jokes about about it and like you know being like i had no idea who travis kelsey even was before he started dating taylor and fair i mean if you don't follow the nfl and you yeah no exactly (laughs) and and it's like well that's fine because he wasn't in your niche like he wasn't he wasn't doing things that you were paying attention to but now he is And he's really funny. He seems to be a really good sport, and I think that's great. Yeah. I think he's hilarious. I think he's, like, loving this. I would be. It feels like he's, like, a dog that, like, is laying down on its back, like, letting everybody pet his belly. Like, oh, look at you. Like, kind of like, and he's just, like, living for it. He's, like, living. He's he's loving it. I'm here for it. I love it. I know Taylor likes it. She thinks it's funny. She loves good humor about, like, situations. Because that's just, like, a coping mechanism also, just for, like, the level of fame that she's at. But, like, dang. I'm sure she's laughing her ass off at that shit, too. You know? Honestly, love that for her. (coughs) She deserves to be with someone who's not, like, I'm famouser than you. Um, Or, like, someone who's, like... If you're too famous, then I'm emasculated. Yeah, that sounds weird. Like, why wouldn't you be like, yeah, my girlfriend's the most famous yeah. person in the world, and, like, 
is the pop star and the artist of the millennium. Yeah. I mean, part of your job oh as, as someone's partner is to be supportive. Mm-hmm. Of their endeavors and what they're doing. Yeah. And their dreams and goals and aspirations. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so you're telling me... So all those <coughs> motherfuckers who had a problem with how famous <coughs> Taylor Swift is, <coughs> you're telling me that if they would have dated her from the beginning and, like, watched her career, like, take off mm-hmm. <coughs> and watch people start listening to her music from the beginning when people were listening on myspace and like sharing their thoughts on her music and talking to her because she's a 16 year old girl like on myspace um and then formed a relationship with her and watched her grow into an adult and watched her career like reach unimaginable heights that would embarrass them and scare them away and you wouldn't be like cheering her on the whole time why are you just thinking about yourself and you're not ready to be in a relationship then yeah you're just thinking about yourself and your own experience you're not even caring about the other person at all Mm -hmm. and that's literally part of learning how to love and be loved with that that mentality you're kind of looking at them like an accessory rather than a person yes that part and an accessory cannot take too much attention away from the main mm-hmm. fucking character. <laughs> Which is them. In their opinion. But it actually is Taylor. <laughs> Which is the best <laughs> Which is the which is the best part and why it's it was so obvious, I think, some of the some of those fucking like some of those past relationships, like those people were not supportive of her. In a lot of ways. And I and like dragged her down. <coughs> We're intimidated by her success. Instead of like. Being uplifted by. Having a partner with so much success. You know what I'm saying? Because they weren't secure in who they were as people. Right. When they like hard launched their relationships. Mm-hmm. They were like seen out together for the first. Couple of times. And then they held hands. And the next time. And then the next time she kissed on him on the cheek. And then it was kind of like. Um, she's hanging out with his mom and his dad and like you know his family and um, all this Um, they had already been dating for a few months for a little bit they've Mm -hmm. been getting to know each other for a little bit now there's more going on than what we see yes Yeah. and so it's not like it's their first date that we're (laughs) seeing okay that's not real it's all it's, it's very it's strategic because it's She's announcing something to the general public in a way that is like, okay, this is part, I understand that this is part of my celebrity, this is part of my life, and this is what we decided to do, because this is the next chapter of my life and I'm sharing it with my fans and everybody, and anybody who cares to, to like, know about this information. Mm-hmm. So that's why they, they launched the story, and I think they did it so well. I think it's, it's a very sweet story of how they decided to like talk about the relationship beginning and like the articles that came out were very positive and like uplifting about it it was nice to see that dude it was so nice to see the majority of the headlines and the tweets and just like people's opinions were generally positive when that news came out that about travis kelsey 
Mm -hmm. (coughs) Taylor. So, (coughs) that felt like a breath of fucking fresh air, baby. That felt like a cool breeze on a hot summer's day. Hearing everybody say such nice things about Taylor's dating life. Like, or just something nice in general about something she's doing that wasn't music related that they weren't like immediately slut shaming her for for some reason yeah you're talking about like people at large yeah not specifically in the community yeah yeah the community as well can the community was was pretty much elated like the communities like swifties were just literally bouncing off the walls um when that news came out it was not a maddie healy uh, a situation which i don't want to talk about no the travis kelsey thing really positive i feel like generally overall though um there's always haters and like people who like are inappropriate which i don't also condone um don't be inappropriate it's don't talk about her like you are talking to like about your own relationship or about yourself or people you know because that's not the case you don't know them yeah you don't fucking know them people people are inappropriate and people say weird shit and people say gross shit sometimes and they take it too far and they make comments that are weird and like (laughs) okay you have a little bit of work to do before you're you should be allowed to talk to people like i wonder if it's any of like sometimes i'm like is it your guys's first time ever talking to other people <laughs> like what that's how it feels mm-hmm. yeah. on twitter i'm like you guys would say this sometimes i see shit and i'm like you guys would say this stuff out loud you know it's like the equivalent of saying it out loud when you say it on the internet it's the equivalent of saying it out loud and people can hear you and hear what you said. Yeah. Like, I just wish people would realize it's, that. I mean, in a way, a little it's bit kind more. of worse. Because it's just forever. You, yeah, you have that history. And you have literally have a paper trail of all the stupid fucking shit yeah. that you're spewing. Holy fuck. Yep. Some of it astounds me. And a lot of... And, it, and it's like, okay... <laughs> We're in a generation, we're not as social, like, in person anymore. We don't talk to each other face-to-face like human beings and have to face consequences to our actions and to our words very often. And bullying can go unchecked literally at any hour of the day. There's just bullying happening. Of course it's stressful to be on there as well because it's like just the negativity can be really overwhelming but i was having a great day i was having a great time when that news dropped when those pics dropped for Mm -hmm. the first time Mm -hmm. of them because i was like and i was looking at taylor i was looking at taylor and i saw and i because i because that's my girl you know what i'm saying so i look at her and i see her smile and i see the look in her eyes and i see what she's wearing i look at her outfit i look at her presentation how is she presenting herself i look at you know maybe what accessories she's wearing i you know you know what i'm saying like i pay attention to that whenever i see a photo of her 
And when the photos with Travis Kelsey dropped, I see a lot of little side little eye things of her looking at him, kind of like heart eyes going on. I see cute, you know, he's holding her hand. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. He's helping her into the car. He's opening the car door for her. He is her personal bodyguard. He would go down before letting something happen to Taylor Swift. He lets her be jeweled. Okay. Wears fucking hot fits with her. It's awesome. It's amazing. It's so much fun to watch. Because I'm like, I know she's having fun. Because I just know she is. I know it. (laughs) I know she has to be having fun, dude. Mm -hmm. I've just seen her. I've seen her have fun. And I've seen her fucking not have fun, dude. Over the years. So I'm just... I feel like... I feel like I kind of have a good idea. I like to think that I have a good kind of grasp on how she's feeling. Sometimes, like, when I look at photos of her, especially little candid ones of of her, like, walking, you know, around. Oh, sorry. Did you not want this joint? I just handed Mika the joint. Sorry. He's just showing with me. Yeah, they're a, they're a good power couple. Dude, they look amazing together. I think they look so funny and goofy. I feel like they have so much fun and probably laugh and make each other laugh all the time. Because she's a comedian. And he's a comedian. He's so funny. He's very charismatic and charming. Mm-hmm. And, like, well-spoken. Yeah. He really thinks before he speaks, and I noticed that about him. And I feel like she definitely fucks with that. Yeah. A lot. That's, like, that's probably very high on her list of, like, things about somebody. If she's going to spend her time with them, that they, like, have a good sense of who they are as a person. like And, and are very, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. well-rounded individual and, like, have done work on themselves and, like, have a thought process about shit. Definitely. She's just such a smart girl that she wouldn't... I don't think she would go back and, like, date, like... I don't think she would do another, like, Jake Gyllenhaal situation. Would never happen to her again. Like, mm-hmm. she would never just date, like, a dude who was just, like, make made her feel like shit about herself all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, she just knows who she is too much. So that being said, I have a good feeling about Travis Kelsey. Travis and Taylor. Ta- Tavis. Travlor. <laughs> People are dressing up as Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey for Halloween. All over the internet. I saw more Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift than I saw Barbie and Ken. And I saw, like, one Barbie. I think. Literally. Where the fuck was Barbie this Halloween? Nobody was dressed as Barbie or Ken. I didn't even see shit about it. Not even a celebrity that, that, that was like well-known, like dressed like Barbie. Like, like even like YouTubers like dressed like Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift for fucking Halloween. It's interesting phenomenon that has occurred where everybody was like, oh my God, everybody's gonna be Barbie and Ken for Halloween. And then nobody being Barbie and Ken for Halloween. That's probably why. Yeah. God, I would pay money to see Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey dressed up like Barbie and Ken. Please. If they put on the, like, Western Barbie outfit and Ken outfit with the with the hat and the spurt and the, and the, and he wore that, like, like, with the dangle, with the dangling little parts and the boots and she had that little handkerchief on with the cowgirl hat. Oh my God. Literally world stop. <laughs> okay. That would be so fucking amazing if they did that. 
Haven't seen any photos of Taylor Swift over Halloween, so don't know if what, what her plans were, if she had any or not. But if she did, I'm sure she had a great time and she dressed up. She loves to dress up for Halloween. She does it every year. Hell yeah. To our knowledge. I loved that one year she had the Halloween party and dressed like Ariel. She said the theme was like, come as like your heroes, like your childhood heroes, like you know who you looked up to when you were a little kid she dressed like ariel so iconic she's like drinking like i think whiskey like straight out of the bottle like dressed like ariel she's got like a wig like a red wig on and like a seashell bra it's amazing it's like the best picture ever and then there's another one where she's like standing there and she's like eating a piece of pizza like dressed as ariel so it's just like very niche and perfect like it's just that that was me as fuck like when that picture Dropped on Halloween, I was like, dang. I was like, Taylor Swift, dressed as Ariel, eating a piece of pepperoni pizza. It's literally me. <laughs> Does that make any sense? But it, it was just, it was cool. It's fun to see what she's up to and she whenever she likes to share stuff with us. Because she doesn't have to do that. That's not part of her, her right. you know, like, yeah. duties as a singer, songwriter, performing artist. But she decided to be more than that. She decided to be a, an icon. So she ha- she shares more intimate stuff about her life with the audience, the very, very large audience that's paying attention to her. So she, she just is like, here you go. Here's pictures from my party if you guys want to see them. We do. We do. It would be a privilege. It would be a privilege and an honor, man. I love it when she posts stuff. I love it when she posts little pictures. 